Aim a Little Higher podcast, episode 10. I didn't have to change myself completely, but I needed to change a certain few things to match up to the goal that I needed to get to. You are locked into Aim a Little Higher podcast, where we interview inspirational individuals every Monday and Wednesday and answer your questions every Saturday to help turn your potential into result results. I know you're going to dig this. Introducing your host. He was an Olympic torchbearer. Pete Jones' National Entrepreneur of the Year and motivational speaker, Kamal Hyman. What's up, guys? It's your boy, Kamal Hyman, and welcome to the Aim a Little Higher podcast. It's my absolute pleasure to introduce today's guest to you. He is the founder of Love Doe, an organisation dedicated to holding hip-hop and R&B events in over 40 cities in the UK, USA, Ibiza and the UAE. He also does TV work with Fremantle Media and has started his own media company called Affirmative Media. It's the one and only Dumi Siwo. Dumi, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Kamal. A absolute pleasure, man. It's awesome to, to finally get you on the show. Um, we go way back. We do. We go way back from to the dancing days, man. To the dancing days, yeah. When you joined, when you joined our crew. <laughs> yes, indeed. And it's funny because in speeches, I, I talk about the day I first saw, uh, you know, your your dance crew and how I was like, yeah, you know, I need to start street dancing from from that day. And yeah, it's gone strength to strength from there. And I mean, you're kind of out of that dancing light now, but the journey you've been on just looks amazing. I think our listeners could learn so much from, from your journey. So thanks for being a part of the show, man. No, thank you for having me. So, well, first, before we even start, right, I've got you on, on Snapchat and Twitter and that kind of thing. And dude, every time I log on, you're in a different country. You're on a beach, you're in a different city party, and you, you're like living to the full. <laughs> I'm trying to make the most of the free time that I have, um, if any. So, you know, just trying to keep it moving. Every time I get free chance to travel, I, I travel, you know. Awesome. What's been your favourite place? My favourite place so far has to be, um, I'd say, Mexico. Oh, same as. Same as. I did Cancun, yeah, Cancun. and it was, the, oh, the bomb. There you go. The absolute Cancun. best. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, yeah. It was the best um, trip I've made so far, really. Fantastic Actually, stuff. Cancun in New York. Cancun, oh, of course, New York. of course. Yeah. Beautiful. So I think what will be valuable for our listeners is to kind of get to know you a little bit better. You know, the Aim a Little Higher movement is all about setting solid foundations. You know, we say don't chase your dreams, build them. So can you tell us about your foundation? Let's start with, you know, right beginning. What were you like as a young child? As a young child, I never really spoke. Um, it took a little while for me to start speaking. So I was very good at listening to people. So... Um, but silence was a time for me to embrace what um, what people were feeling very early on in the age. So when, when I got a bit older, um, I was a little bit wiser than what I thought because I was so quiet for that long. You know, three to four years of not really talking and listening. Um, I started to, yeah, that's when that's where the foundation, I'd say, was. I only discovered this a few months ago, actually. Wow. And do you think you're silent through choice or... Was there was it kind of like nervousness? What made you silent for like three or four years of your life? I think I was silent through fear. I'm not too sure why. Um, I think now that I've got older, maybe I've, I've got to realise there might be a, a few sort of um, signals that might reflect on why I was quiet. 
Yeah. And I think one of them will be that I've sort of grown up and been taken from family to family. And I didn't really realize this until I was much older. Um, apparently, when I was younger, what the first person to kidnap me was my my real dad, um, who I wasn't aware of <laughs> until okay. I was 18. So I think through all that, it, I've, I think I spent a lot of time just being really confused and being quiet and being more observant as a young child and not really knowing what was happening. Um, so it was all taken in. And, and obviously, come on, you know about the the, tra- uh, the sort of event that happened when I was much younger, when all when my grandparents uh, were killed. And then I think after that, that's when I started to reflect on everything with silence. And then little by little, every year, I started to speak a bit more. And I guess that's what's made me today because of you know my intuition seems to be quite wise, and I've got a lot of things to say and help with people if that makes sense a lot of love to share <laughs> yeah powerful because i mean yeah like you say man you from from even knowing you personally your childhood you you went through a, a large journey you know even moving over from zambia to uk and and like you say it's with your grandparents and yeah you you've been on a, a real journey at such a young age that i think most people don't face things like that until they're much older if if ever in their life you know so yeah i, I agree and i think it's, it's not um it, you could call it, it's it's fortunate and unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, it's fortunate because I've made I've made it into a positive thing, and um, and I guess I've it's it's helped me grow as a person. But at the same time, I wouldn't wish it on someone. Yeah, 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 hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, but I think it says a lot about you as a person that you can go through that and come out the other side and and be even better, you know, and and use that as rather than an excuse more of a motivation i think that's so powerful and there'll be listeners in all sorts of different situations who can listen to that and say cool i've been through this in my past but i'm not gonna use it as an excuse to not succeed i'm gonna use it as a drive to move forward exactly and and what education route did you take um education wise i i i really wanted to dance but in the end i i went to university through the whole stages of being in school and i decided to go to college after that. And then after college, I decided I wanted to go to university to study, uh, to study film and television. Okay. Nice. And did you stay the three years in college and get that kind of degree? I spent two, two years in college yeah. to get a film and TV degree. I mainly did it because I, I enjoyed the idea of creating, being creative and that came from my dance background again. That was all um, about being creative, as, as you as you know, Kamal. Nice. So your your main passion and seems thought, to be like that that whole creative process, then. Yeah, the the passion was my drive to to pick things that I'd enjoy, and uh, they wouldn't feel like I was going through education, and I was uh, sort of trying to create a good grown up life. If that makes sense. It was just me enjoying my passion. Nice. And setting that foundation from really young so that later on you could kind of reap the rewards. 100%. Yes. Powerful. So while we're on the subject of, of work and enjoying work, can you remember what your first ever job was? It was a paper round. Okay. Um, my, first, my first ever job was a paper round. Uh, and I, I got paid £5 yep. a week 
uh, for paper round on Sundays, uh, which took the whole day wow. <laughs> to deliver. Wow. Uh, I, I appreciate every second of that. You know, it was, it was actually one of the hardest jobs I've ever had to do. <laughs> that's that's amazing like for somebody yeah. who who's, does you know events internationally and that kind of thing the hardest job you've ever had to do is a paper round it was a paper round it was painful um i really didn't enjoy it whatsoever but 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 yeah we, we got through that and got away from the five pound <laughs> <laughs> powerful stuff do you have any significant or surprising achievements that you've managed to achieve and have helped you on your journey, but maybe at the time you didn't realise it was going to help you moving forward? So every time I felt an emotion of being disappointed or judging myself yeah. way too much to the point where I felt like what I was doing could have been negative and I wasn't too sure of my ability because I had so many disappointments mm. happening all at the same time. And if a place where I felt like I didn't get any progress, but I was working very hard and it also, it was also a place where I felt like I was sacrificing way too much uh, for getting nothing out of it. Um, those times where I felt like that, uh, I decided, I made a decision, conscious decision to just get through it and to do the best I can and to sort of keep fighting against those emotions. And the moment I got through those emotions, every time uh, it unleashed what you'd say as success. And I didn't realise it was going to be like that. That makes sense. People so, may not realise it. Yeah, so it sounds like you, you got to kind of a dark place where you felt like you weren't progressing. You weren't moving yeah, forward I, at the rate I, you I, wanted to. The, the amazing thing is I get to those dark places all the time now. Okay. So when I get to the dark place, I suddenly start to realize I'm about to get somewhere. Now, don't get me wrong. Every time when I go to that dark place, it's still just as dark as what it was before. Mm -hmm. um, it's just the ability of looking, you know, really looking deep down and trying to find something that will motivate you to move forward. And that reason would be the reason why I guess you people could label some of the things I do as success because I don't even realise the success out of it till I'm past it, if that makes sense. Got you. So it sounds like you, the first time you got into that dark place, you figured out how to get out of it. And, and now, every time you get into that dark place, because you've done it before, you now know it's dark for me, which means something better is coming along. 100%. That, and, that's, you know, and the reason, you know, the reason I do this is, I always remember that fight that I had and the possibilities of me not being here or having the opportunity I have now. And that drives me through that pain. Powerful, powerful. So do you remember the, the exact moment when you discovered what you were passionate about, when you discovered your passion? There's been a few moments, but um, I'll pick one just on top of my head. <laughs> and and I remember this one time where I was... I've, I was getting to the end of my university um my third year so i realized i wasn't going to graduate with all my friends and that was down to doing way too much um at the same time sort of focusing on finishing my assignments now the frustration here was the simple fact that i felt i let myself myself down and my family so is that you weren't going to graduate uh, what, as soon as the rest of your friends were 
Yes, yeah, so you, okay. you, you have two steps. You could either graduate in September with everyone or you could graduate in January. Okay, uh, people got you. graduate in January usually fail, um, but I didn't fail. I just I was quite slow on handing him an assignment. Okay. And because I didn't hand in that assignment in time, um, it, put all, it, it made my modules look like a fail, even though it was still a, a very good grade. It was 2-1. Got you. Um, so I went through a struggle... And I remember that period where I was sort of in my room and I felt alone because all my friends had gone home and I was working very hard to finish this assignment and sort of settle for a lower mark, a lower mark on that assignment and not get the first that I wanted when graduating and getting a 2-1 and accepting the fact that I wasn't going to graduate with my friends. And that was a very tough time. And I got saved, actually, by a video that I saw of Les Brown. It was the 50-minute mindset on YouTube. And the moment I saw that, I completely live by the quote and because it saved my thoughts, really, and changed the game for me a little bit in the way of how I perceived myself. And it was the quote that said, uh, yeah, it was the quote that said, don't let people's opinions become your reality. And... From then on, I worked and graduated and carried on doing Love Day on the side at the time. Powerful stuff. So it's sort of a case of, again, a dark place. I'm not graduating the same time as the rest of my friends. They're, they're going to think, you know, I'm not as, as smart as, as I am. But mm-hmm. then you sort of deleted everyone's opinion, listened to that Les Brown quote and, and just moved forward and kind of, and then it sounds like you start to be yourself. Yeah, that's when I started to realise who I was because I think you, you probably had this as well, Kamal. The, the problem was um, my parents always said just sort of focus on one stream, go to university, graduate, etc. But mm. I was really passionate about certain things like dance, like music, like the events, like Love Day. And I didn't want to release that thought. And a lot of people got to know me as the guy that did a lot of things um, including Love Dose. So people thought I thought I was too special for myself. That makes sense. Okay. And that wasn't the case. You know, I just worked hard and I really wanted to build on my passion. So when I came to that moment where people's opinions almost started to be my reality because I wasn't going to graduate. And in actual fact, you know, I was going to graduate and it was an achievement to get to that point where I was lucky enough to graduate and finish university doing something I was passionate about and graduating in a degree I was still passionate about and it didn't matter what anyone else what anyone else thought it was in the moment of doing it because I wanted to do it powerful powerful and I think the main takeaway there for listeners is stop being so concerned with what other people think of you I mean it's crazy you could be doing the most you know humble great most effective thing and it will still be people who have a negative thing to say about you do you know what i mean yeah 100 um, <laughs> percent. there's mean, always someone uh, there's always someone still very negative about you and very opinionated by what you do 100 percent. i mean my my what i do for a living i travel around the uk and i i speak to students to motivate them to, to turn their potential into results and i do this podcast and i remember someone you know saw my fiance at work and they kind of like, oh, how's your fiance? Is he still trying to save the world? Very sarcastically. And it was just like, wow, how how weird. Mm. But like you say, you just say, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> I, I am. And, and it, actually, it was yesterday. Kamal, you're going to love this small little quote. Um, and I'm going to say quite roughly because I don't remember what it was, but I heard it and I started laughing because it was amazing. It said, um, you get the turtle, you get a turtle view and the turtle pace. And then you get the giraffe view and the giraffe pace. And it's like, um, don't listen to turtles when their view is so much lower and at a slower pace than what the, when your view is just like the giraffe wow. and at a giraffe's pace. <laughs> Powerful. Yeah. Powerful. Because, yeah, the turtle can only see what's in front of them. The giraffe can see what's no. coming for miles. And it can't see what the view's, yeah, what the view's like up there. So why listen to those opinions um, when you're trying to progress? powerful and you know what as you say that i can just picture a turtle and a giraffe standing next to each other in front of a brick wall and the turtle yeah. saying oh there's a wall man we can't go anywhere and the giraffe yeah. looking over that wall and being like yo there's a beach there's water there <laughs> there's there's paradise exactly. over there. you see it in the turtle can't um powerful so. man i love that i love that that is powerful yeah. i i enjoyed it yesterday i heard it i couldn't stop laughing <laughs> so you currently, like we said at the beginning, you know, you do the Love the events, you do work with, you know, Fremantle Media. I mean, on your Snapchat, you were backstage at Britain's Got Talent the other day. And I guess what we want to do is go backwards a bit. And, you know, you're at a place, you're at uni, you start doing Love the on the side and that kind of thing. What steps did you take to turn that from just a pipe dream, from just a vision to an actual reality of, you know, holding one of the biggest events in, in universities, you know, across the country and, and taking it international, what were the actual steps you took to build it and make it a reality? Um, I think the very first step I did take, because um, there are a few steps and there are a lot of steps, but on top of my head, the very first step I did take was I realised I need to change a lot of things about myself. Um, a lot of things I have grown up being ignorant about, like, uh, for instance, little small things like you know, spelling something correctly, um, you know, being a bit more outspoken and sort of reading a bit more and sort of be stop being ignorant to planning and being organised. So once I started to realise I had those things I needed to fix, I started to work on fixing those um, sort of disadvantages that you'd call them. Uh, because I, 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 I ignored them, basically, and didn't work on them when I was younger. I then started to plan, because then if I was planning, I knew what I needed to fix while I was going to my goal. And obviously, to get to your goal, you need to have an idea what your goal is going to be. Yeah. So those are, the, I guess, the major three steps I took, uh, cleaning my mind out and getting getting to know what I really wanted to do. Um, and then work in a plan to get to the goal. Powerful. And I think what's really powerful there, actually, is you turned around and said you started on you started with yourself. You didn't start this big goal. You started on you. Yeah. Because something I realised is, um, as I was growing up, there were a lot of things that I, to- I was told, a lot of things that I learned, and a lot of habits good and bad and bad habits I picked up from people and I didn't I couldn't work out what was good for me and what wasn't mm-hmm. and to get I didn't have to change myself completely but I needed to change a certain few things to match up to the goal that I needed to get to uh, um, so yeah I had to start myself and clean you know 
clean the little bits that I was ignoring for years. Uh, and I guess that everyone has that, don't they? They, they? they know what they can improve about themselves and they either ignore it or act on it. Powerful, man. That is so true. I mean, I'm sure lots of people listening know that maybe there's just one bad habit that's holding you back from whatever that dream is. And like you say, you have to become that person first before you can achieve the success. And it yeah. doesn't work the other way. You don't get successful and like, oh, okay, now I need to sort myself out. You know, you have to sort yourself yeah. out, clean out your mind and get focused first. Then the success comes. 100% because it's rewarding, isn't it? It's rewarding to know that you are trying to fix something for yourself and no one else. And it's going to improve you. And that improvement will make you much happier, which gives you that a little bit of progress and every day the smile be- get, gets bigger you know <laughs> because 100%. you just you've just done that for yourself ah powerful man and i think it reminds me of a quote uh, one of my my mentors david townsend from the states from rat pack if you, you remember david actually yes. you guys have, have spoke before he said um he, one of his favorite quotes was success is something you'll attract by the person you become and i think you've summed it up perfectly you became that person and then the things came to you, not the other way around. And that's such a powerful takeaway. 100%. So yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for that. We're going to go on to the rapid round. Where okay. I'm going to just fire a bunch of questions at you, answer them as honestly as you can. Yes. Awesome. So we'll start with what time do you wake up? Variation of times, but I always try and wake up before nine o'clock. A reason I say variation of times is because I'm in the nightlife industry, so at yeah. times I can finish at 4 to 5 a.m. Um, but whatever the case, I wake up before 9 and earlier if I didn't have an event the night before. Okay, nice. Uh, what one thing do you do in the morning to guarantee a productive day? I go through last night's plan. And actually before I do that, I try and work out or go to the gym. Okay. That's the very first thing I do. And if I don't do it, uh, I just don't feel right. Wow. So I get physical first and then, you know, mentally I plan my day. So I'm in control of my day. Powerful. And I think you said you, you check over the plan. Does that mean that you've got a part of the plan the night before? So, yeah, I, 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 whether the case, whether I'm tired or not, or, you know, for instance, whether maybe I did have a drink the night before, yeah. I will write down a very drafted plan of what I need to achieve the next day. So when I come when I come after the gym, I can just go through and add to the plan that I already have. So, Powerful. you know, it's all clear in my head what needs to be done. And it's, it's rewarding at the end of the day, really. Yeah. It's done. Tell me about it. I can imagine you getting to bed and looking at that list like, yep, tick it all off. And, and if you don't tick them all off, at least you, you've done more than you would have if you hadn't planned. So, yeah, yeah 100%. 100%. 100%. Uh, I must say, I'm still trying to get to the day where I tick it all off. <laughs> um, hopefully it'll be this year. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a very long wish list. Yeah. And sometimes I've been close, but it's, it's very hard to maintain. But it is more progress than I would ever have had if I didn't plan. Awesome. And what I love about that is sometimes when, you know, we interview people on this podcast, people, when you're listening, you sometimes feel like, oh, this guy's like a million miles away. And it's, and I love that because you're, you're showing that actually you're still working on yourself. You're still improving. You're still trying to hit that task every day. Yeah, 100%. And that's powerful, especially for our listeners to hear that you go through these struggles as well and you're still working on it. So yeah, powerful. If you could be any animal, which would you be and why? 
Um, I want to say a lion, but I'd actually be a cheetah. Oh, okay. Why a cheetah? The pace. Um, they run at a very fast pace and they never look back. Okay. You want to run a hell of a pack be, <laughs> being the lead. Love that. Yeah. What's yeah. your favourite dessert? Oh, cheesecake. Chocolate oh, cheesecake. Chocolate cheesecake fan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, name one thing you couldn't go without. Um... Hey, I hate to say it, but my phone. <laughs> okay, why? My phone. Well, every, everything's on there, and I, I take notes on my phone. Um, you know, I, I, I've got messages on here, work, oh, yeah. family. I, I use one phone, which some people think is insane, but I, I use one phone for all points of contact, work, family, um, everything, as you'd imagine, emails. I just separate what times I do message people back and when I don't sort of thing. Got you. No, do you know what? I'm the exact same. One phone. I, I don't, I think it's annoying having two Instagram accounts, one for business, one for personal, let alone <laughs> two phones. So no, yeah, I completely agree. 100%. I think it all goes in there and you just work out how, I think it's a testimony to people that want to be organized, you know, have one phone and see how well organized you are. If you can use one phone. Ah, powerful. You're at a karaoke bar. What's your go-to song? Uh, I'd like to sing... Uh, I'd, I'd love to sing Let Me Love You, Mario, but oh, I, don't nice. think, I don't think I'd sing it. So I, I'd sing I Want You by... Um, oh, God. Uh, Luke, James Luke. Oh, okay. Nice. Nice. Tell us something that most people don't know about you. I'm fairly dyslexic. I'm really dyslexic, actually. Not fairly. <laughs> really dyslexic. No, do you know why I never knew that myself? Did you not? No, nope, we were friends for years. I never knew you were dyslexic. No, I am. I am. I've just never tried and get it. I'm not really, I'm not really accepted it. I know where I stand with it and what needs improving, but I just don't use it as an excuse for my days to go wrong powerful and i think there'll be some listeners who can relate to that or even going through school right now with dyslexia and to hear someone that has gone to university done well got a two one set up their own business well multiple businesses and, and doing well i think that's an inspiration so yeah thanks for sharing that man what's your most effective daily habit i would say oh, that's that's a different question two <laughs> things do i have to say one or two things hey go for two go for two not a problem Okay, uh, most effective, if I do wake up and if I do get physical, I, I work out. And, and not a crazy amount, just enough. Uh, for some reason, it triggers my mind to be in control of my thoughts and, and what I need to remember. It yeah. just gets my body thinking and I'm on pace uh, to make time for everything that I have for the day. And the second thing will be my most Effective time will be being creative. Um, so thinking of ideas, editing videos, using things like Photoshop and coming up with quirky uh, attraction marketing tools that help any case and scenario. That I really enjoy and they're most, probably two of the most effective things I'd say. So yeah, Powerful. Powerful working stuff. out and uh, being in a creative zone. Nice. And what's your biggest distraction? Um, if I'm honest, not letting the party define what I want to do and why I'm doing this. 
So this might be, it might be because I do quite a few events. It could be that, you know, too much alcohol. That's a distraction. Okay. So uh, you're running a nightlife kind of business. Sometimes you get sucked into the nightlife yourself. <laughs> and unfortunately, despite me being able to wake up in the morning, I just feel like I suffer a lot more than what, um, than what I should because I, if I drank less, I probably would have had a more productive day. Powerful, powerful. So it's sort of being able to manage it, being able to be at the event, but not always get sucked in so you can still be productive the next day. Yeah, I mean, it goes the same with, um, with, with, with TV. It was, uh, I learned a very big lesson in my very first big contract uh, with Channel 5, and I tried to do it all again. And it was just a simple fact of don't go to an event and wake up at, six uh, wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning to try and get to London for 7am to do a tv show you know uh just relax wake up for the tv show but i was trying to do the party side of it and then you know taking a taxi getting to london and waking up and trying to think it was possible to have a productive day but um i i worked through it but i could have made a better impression yeah if i just stayed in london and focused on what the task at hand with channel five and a powerful lesson there, I think, as well. Yeah. So a time machine is created. It can only take you backwards and can't bring you back. But you keep all the knowledge you have now. You're taken back to your 18th birthday. Now, knowing what you know now, what are the first three things you would do? Read more. Okay. Um, read more, read more, read more. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You need to read more. Read more. I think uh, I missed out on a trick there. Okay. And is that something that you've just gotten into kind of more recently and seen the benefit of? Or... Um, more, more planning than reading. I do a lot more planning than reading, but um, I do find that when I read certain books, uh, I've, I plan more when I read more. So it, it's that divine, really. It's the, I was missing out on planning and reading because when I plan and read, uh, I release a whole different side of creativity that I never had before. Powerful. So the two things you would do would read more than plan. Yeah, plan and sorry, I'll, I'll say read more, research and plan because okay. all three of them um, really, really did expose me to a sort of creative side of myself that I never knew I'd ever reach. Awesome, awesome. So a few questions more for our audience because I think it's, it's been awesome to hear what you do and hear kind of how you've made it happen. But why do you do what you do? What kind of wakes you up in the morning? And, you know, especially after a night out and you've got to wake up before 9am and get on and have a productive day. What keep, keep, keeps you going? Why do you do it? I think, as I said, when I first started this interview, the reason I do this is I've been in an uh, unfortunate position. with growing up in a family that, to a certain extent, you know, I was very confused about what family was. Um, all I knew was the concept of having brothers and sisters. And when we felt like we lost it all, uh, and when I got kidnapped twice, I guess I grew up and I remember those images. And I think, I feel like I have a lot to help mm. to people that are sort of in situations where they never changed the frame of mind and made their life become a positive. And, you know, I, I, I do it for my family because some, some people in my family 
are still trapped by what happened to us as we were growing up. Okay. You know, we have sort of alcoholics and some people have lost their lives uh, growing up because of reflecting on what did happen, the tragedy that did happen as we were all growing up. Yeah. And I sort of feel like if I can go through the pain and sacrifice uh, all the dark periods and get to a place where I am achieving everything I've ever wanted, I feel that that could influence someone else. Um, That could help someone come up that never thought they would ever achieve certain things. And I think it would be a waste of their lives to not, uh, you know, reach out for more when they're more than capable uh, and probably in a better sort of mindset than, or more intelligent, uh, not dyslexic like me. And, you know, they, they could achieve a lot more than I could ever dream of, but they're sort of holding themselves way too back. Uh, I hope when all this is done in terms of getting to my very final goal, I'd be able to achieve uh, that sense of hope for wow. people. Wow. I love that. I love that. And it just sounds like there's a sense of duty with it. And it's not just about you. It's about other people. And that's powerful. No, it's, it's actually very much about everyone that sort of judges uh, what I do way too much. And it's like you're judging it because you're not capable of looking at yourself in the mirror and sort of fighting through whatever's stopping you from getting to where you, you'd like to be. Powerful, man. And at this stage, I normally ask, you know, what audience members can do to get to where you are. But by the sounds of it, it's read, research and plan. Yeah, yeah. Um, figure out what you want to do. Write it down. Mm-hmm. And start today. You know, start right now. Well, who's doing what you're doing out there? And how, how can you help them help you? Powerful stuff. So finally, before we let you go, you're stood on stage in front of 10,000 young people. You're only allowed to give one piece of advice. What would that one piece of advice be before the men in suits drag you off the stage? It was what I learned. Um, very not original whatsoever. Don't let people's opinions become your reality. Powerful, powerful. Dumi, thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute honour to have you on the show. And Before we let you go, how can our listeners get in contact with you? So many ways, but <laughs> <laughs> so way too many ways. Let's connect on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And it's just my name, Dumi Siwa, awesome. at Dumi Siwa for Instagram, at Dumi Siwa for Twitter. And it's Dumi Siwa on Facebook. Hey, keeping it simple, keeping it simple. I will yeah. put up all those links on the show notes page. You go to www.aimlessohaya.com you will find Dumi's episode with all the links and kind of the the show notes to the interview. Ladies and gentlemen, you can surround yourself with eagles or chickens and you spent time with the true eagle, Mr. Dumi Siwa and myself, Kamal Hyman. Continue to aim a little higher and we will see you next time. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. You could have been anywhere in the world doing absolutely anything listening to any show, but you chose to listen to the Aim a Little Higher podcast and I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Please be sure to like, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And if you haven't already, get over to www.aimalittlehigher.com, fill in your details into the form, and receive your free video on how to find your passion. To be in for the chance of winning a free Aim a Little Higher shirt, get over to aimalittlehigher.com, fill out the form, and then submit your question for the Saturday Q&A. 
The winning questions will be answered in their very own podcast on Saturday and you will also receive a free shirt sent directly to you.